Hey everyone, it's Tom Crowds, and before we get started with this podcast, I gotta go through the classes that we offer as part of the Rockstar Inner Circle membership. And the reason I have to is because I always mess it up and I never mention all the classes and people constantly tell me that one of their favorite things about being a Rockstar Inner Circle member is the access to all the different classes that we offer to Rockstar Inner Circle members. So with that, I'm actually gonna share some of them. These are always changing, but here's what we have going on now. So if you're a Rockstar Inner Circle member, you wanna become one, you get access to all these different classes that we have going on here at Rockstar. The first one's called a fast start class where we do a deep dive into to some of the real estate investing concepts and numbers. And on the back half of that class, we actually hit the streets and do an educational tour together. So two different Rockstar coaches lead that tour and we go around looking at different properties and talk about why that would be a good property to invest in or why that would be a bad one and we wouldn't do it. And we go through uh, some existing uh, real estate investments that we've made recently and talk about the numbers and that start stuff. So that's one class. Then we have an accounting class where we have, t- where we actually have two different accountants that uh, uh, come in and talk about different accounting things, uh, both using uh, real estate and holding it personally or using real estate and holding it in corporations. So there's an accounting class. Um, then there's an apartment building investing class. So apartment building and multi-unit investing, how to buy apartment buildings, how to analyze them, how to look at the cash flow, what's unique about the financing options of, of them. There's It's very di- different to get financing on apartment buildings than it is a regular residential piece of real estate. So under four units or under six units. It depends on which bank you go to. Some of them think that uh, anything over four units is a large apartment building. Some of them think anything over six. Um, And then we have uh, Canadian mortgage financing strategies and tactics by one of the best mortgage brokers in the country who comes in here and talks about mortgage financing for real estate investors and what all the different banks are looking at right now for real estate investors, how to get strategic with your financing and qualify for mortgages as a real estate investor and all the different options to you. So that's another class. Then we have a 12 steps to successful property management class. So we have an active property manager who's a member of of the Rockstar team uh, comes in and talks about property management and how to manage properties, either personally or what to look out for when you hire a professional property manager. Then we have a student rental investing class, so how to create large streams of income and cash flow with a single property. Student rentals continue to be cash flow machines. Nick and I have owned student rentals. Man, I don't even know how many years. I guess it's been, it's got to be at least 15 years. I feel like it's maybe even more. Um, but student rentals have been uh, cash flow machines for us. They work out really well. A lot of the fears around owning student rentals are not justified. So uh, they're definitely um, good properties to own. What we've learned is if when you teach, when you treat students with respect, then they treat your property with respect. So um, they really work out well. So then there's another um, class called How to Rent Your Home Out Fast and for Top Dollar. That's our marketing of properties class. That's where we talk about all the different strategies we use on Kijiji, how you talk to people in the home, how you sign leases. Um, so that's the very latest on marketing your properties and how to drive traffic to any property. So if you have a property with a vacancy and you want to find a tenant, that's all the different marketing things. We're constantly working on that class and offering you information on that. Um, then we have a uh, Know Your Landlord Rights and Protect Yourself class. One of the best paralegals I think in the country, she works with some of the very largest banks in the country. Um, when they take properties over as power of sale, she's the VP of legal services at the company she's, yeah, she's at. She graciously comes into Rockstar and teaches a class for investors on the landlord rights, what to know about the Ontario Tenant Board, how to protect yourself. So there's that class. Then we have a Rockstar Entrepreneur Blueprint. A lot of Rockstar Inner Circle members want to start their own businesses. So that's a class that I teach where we go through and explain how we blueprint the beginning of your very own business. So it's called your the Rockstar Entrepreneur class. 
The next class we have is, I can't believe we offer all the, you know, just when we started, just so that everybody knows, we had two classes. So this is insane that we're offering this many classes. Um, but it's a testament to the team and, and what great knowledge and, and uh, um, you know, who we have in here. So the next class is Legal Second Suites, how to create more cash flow and equity with a single family home and maximizing your real estate with it. So second suites are when you legally convert um, a single family home into like a duplex where you can rent out the top and the bottom. There's different zoning requirements to know about. There's different bylaw issues. Uh, by city that you need to know about, but creating a cash flow um, from two different units instead of just renting out the single family home has been a very popular thing for rockstar investors over the last couple of years. Um, then we have um, another class is investing through joint ventures. So how to structure joint ventures, where to find joint venture partners, um, what agreements to use, how to protect yourself. So that's taught by somebody in our uh, on our team here who's done a ton of joint ventures and he outlines all the different strategies he's used on joint ventures. So that's definitely a hot topic. And then we have an e-commerce class, which is insane because we're a brokerage, but as part of the Rockstar Inner Circle members, some Rockstar members who you know have graciously offered, basically they said, hey, look, I've taken a lot of value from the Rockstar Inner Circle members. Membership. I've bought some properties and some real estate. I've also now gone off and started an Amazon business and some e-commerce business. I'd like to, um, you know, share back and invest back into the community. Can I teach or can we teach? It's two guys, an e-commerce class. It's Brian and Greg, they've been on the podcast before. And they teach an e-commerce class and they, it's so much information. Like it's an insane amount of information they share. Like people would pay $5,000 just for this information. I promise you. And I know because I know people selling this type of information in the States for at least that much. Um, they teach a class. It's a, there's a part one to it and a part two to it. Um, so that's some of the classes. We're always changing them. So, you know, there's constantly stuff going on. Actually, our naturopathic doctor, um, Dr. Cowan, who's been on the podcast, he teaches a class called Phenom High Performance in here on how to feel better and perform better and kind of live your life to the fullest. So we even have that going on here at Rockstar. So there is just an insane amount of classes going on here at Rockstar. So as part of the membership, that's some of what you get as part of the membership, our access to all those classes. So with that, I want to introduce uh, today's uh, guest. It's Jong. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his last name. Vong. Vong. I hope I'm saying it right. John Vong. So I met John at the Rockstar Entrepreneur Summit. Um, so once a year in June, we do a two-day event all about build this business building. You'll hear more about that over the next few months, I'm sure. Um, but we met each other there and um, he's a really good guy. He runs a company. So he quit his job and started a company called Local SEO Search. It's all about search engine optimization. Um, but really the reason that I enjoyed talking to John so much is the first half of this episode is all about John's life. It's all about, you know, his family coming to Canada and how, you know, they, they uh, adjusted into this country, how he grew up, some of the jobs he had, how he ultimately decided to quit his job and start his own company, some of the challenges that you go through in starting your own company. So the first half of the podcast is all about that, his story, his life, um, which I found really fascinating and interesting. And the second half of the podcast is all about search engine optimization. So if you're interested in search engine optimization, that's basically how you can structure pages on your website to optimize for um, Google search results. And that's something that Nick and I have invested a lot of time in over the years and spent a lot of time doing on our own stuff. We know the value in it. I mean, it's incredible. When you do that properly, you can really drive traffic to your website in a very strategic way. Um, so he's an expert in that stuff. His company is local SEO search. Um, so he talks a little bit about his company. And uh, yeah, it was just a great talk. John is a great guy. So uh, with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, 
health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. So John is here. John, how do I pronounce your last name? Vong. Vong. The U is is silent. Vong is uh, what? Thai? Like, no, what? It's Vietnamese. Vietnamese. You know, Mark, Mark Greenwich on our team traveled the world for a year. And he went all over the world, and uh, he, he. I said, "Hey, what are the what are what were some of the most beautiful places you went? Like, I mean, he went to Europe. He was down in South Africa. He went through Asia, and he goes, um, there's two places. He stayed at our place in Croatia, and he goes, Croatia was amazing, and I absolutely have to go back. And I'm like, really? Are you just feeding me a line right now because <laughs> you want to use our place in Croatia again? And he goes, No, no, it was beyond. They loved it. And then he said, he also said Vietnam. He wow. said, absolutely beautiful. So have you, do you go back? So I've been back about six years ago um, and I'm planning on going back this December as when well. When did you come to Canada? Did you come from Vietnam to Canada or is there like an around the world story here? No. So my family actually um, left the war and they immigrated here. Um, they were a part of the boat people in 1980. Yeah. Wow. So I actually was born a couple weeks after they landed. Cool. So we actually um, resided. I think they flew uh, my family to That's Edmonton. Great. So you were conceived somewhere else here. and born here. Uh, yes. Long story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Edmonton, and then we resided here in Hamilton. Yeah, got it. Okay, so you were in Edmonton for a while, and then you said, forget it, it's too cold, and we're going to go to Hamilton. Yeah, and I was actually conceived in Hamilton, St. Joel. Oh, yeah. You were born conceived. I mean, conceived like the moment that you were actually (laughs) conceived was probably somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, that's cool. And then how do you. Okay, so you grow up here as a Canadian, the whole bit. You go to school. Do you get you get a regular uh, like what's your journey like before we get to your company, which I want to talk about? You go to school, get regular job. Is that your 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 path? Yeah. So I grew up. with, I had siblings, I had three siblings, and um, we didn't have a lot, right? Uh, as a new sure, Canadian yeah, 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 to, yeah, to yeah, Canada, yeah. basically we sacrificed. No My network sacrificed. either, no, no social Nothing. network, I mean, which is important. Yeah, so we had each other, right? So growing up. Oh, um, what did your parents do for money? So they were just trying to make ends meet, Anything right? they could. Yeah, so they didn't speak the language coming here. They had to yeah. just, you know, hustle survive right? survive yeah. so my my mom was more into the daycare um just taking care of children and then my dad was doing uh bike repairs so just grinding it out Damn. and then for us i mean i started really young in terms of work i was a paper boy at cool. the hamilton spectator and i think i started when i was like nine years old awesome so i was working and then probably by the time i was um finished university i had over 30 jobs yeah so awesome. i've tried so many different industries right do you think you had, had 30 jobs and you're obviously a hard worker just hearing that that's just because of necess- necessity or yeah so for me i didn't have the s- stuff that 
I wanted to growing up, right? So for me, I wanted to kind of fit in. You saw the other kids with the big wheel and the green machine and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> well, not even that. It's just clothes, right? Yeah, like God, nice oh clothes or t-shirts or so jeans, yeah, right? I was, I was relative to that. I was obviously spoiled. I mean, we didn't grow up quote unquote rich yes. by any means, but relative to what you're sharing, I guess I would have been looked upon like, hey, who's that rich kid over there with the big wheel? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, growing up, government housing. Um, we had a, lived in the apartment and then we, uh, my parents got a house. So there were seven of us living in this three bedroom home. And, you know, what we looked forward to was just the food that was on the table. Right. Crazy. So, you know, we, we shopped at thrift shops. We visited the food bank, like whatever it was. Yeah. We just had to scrape by and, you know, do you make think ends your meet, parents right? would have ever gone back if they could? I don't. I don't know, right? Like my dad um, and mom, they sacrificed everything for a better future for the kids, right? So um, I think because if they had stayed in Vietnam, what would the future have been like? I think, you know, even now, they were doing very well. They had established businesses, right? But they had to trade everything for gold to escape, right? right? And start from scratch right. uh, for the better, like because what, on, did they, what did they trade everything for? I believe it was you know, jewelry, right? Yeah, got it. Um, to For the pirates to leave, right? Yeah, to be on the it. ship, right? Yeah. It's funny because you said gold there. Yes. I know a refugee who escaped out of Bosnia and the only way they could escape out of Bosnia at the time is their family had, uh, you know, through hyperinflation and stuff, the currency was worthless. Yes. But they had a, a, a small amount of gold. Yes. And they traded the gold through the church, through some priest managed to get the gold to some smuggler. Yes. Who smuggled them out of the country. Yes. And now I'm hearing your story. Yes. That you guys use jewelry or yes. gold or something like that at times of absolute desperation. Yes. There's, we all think that's some old rock or we you know it doesn't have any purpose at times of desperation man though the, the how many times of that have, have has jewelry like that been used in those situations because exactly. now i know of a story in bosnia and i know of your story in vietnam two completely different places same kind of thing going on yeah totally crazy so um, yeah we left and for me i was important but just from the backstory of what my mom has told me right um but growing up i mean i wanted to be like some of the other kids but I had to work for everything, right? So even going for lunch with these kids, I had to be Damn, doing side cool. hustles, right? Um, so I worked all my life um, and I continue to enjoy working because that's part of me now. Right. Yeah. That, you know, my father told me something that when he came to Canada, he could speak. So he escaped as a refugee out from Yugoslavia to Austria. Okay. And then he climbed some mountains to get over into Austria. And then he turned himself into the police. He took a train. Um, somehow he had enough money to get a train to Vienna. And then he turned himself into the police station as a refugee. Wow. And said, I'm here illegally, to, you know, and he's, I guess he declared refugee status or whatever. Um, couldn't uh, really understand what was happening. But uh, somebody from, I guess, the church in Austria said, look, we will pay to ship you out of here because they're not keeping you. You can choose Australia or Canada. We will pay for the boat ticket but you're out. <laughs> Where wow. do you want to go? And he thought, he said that he thought Canada was closer to Croatia, his home, part of Yugoslavia. So he picked Canada so that maybe he could come home and visit his parents. Yeah. Right. Uh, they put him on a boat. He landed in Halifax, um, signed in in Halifax somewhere, made his way down to Toronto. And uh, he stayed with a friend of a friend of a friend, basically some yes. stranger who just let him in. He said he had three dollars in his pocket wow. and he started working. And one of his first jobs was at the 
Canada meat packers or, or something like that in, in Toronto and they were skinning the animals and he would have to take the bloody skin I guess off the floor and put it in some big bucket somewhere and there was a gentleman that had a family working next to him also from Croatia doing it and he had a bad back and he couldn't do the work so my dad was doing his job and this guy's job wow. and he said at that you know after a few weeks I didn't like the food didn't understand the food uh, didn't understand the language didn't understand the grocery stores how they worked it was di- all different which sounds maybe ridiculous and at that moment, he said, if he had enough money, he would have went home. Yeah. But but now he says, thankfully, I didn't have enough money. <laughs> so I was forced to survive. Yeah. And then he took multiple jobs and saved up his money in the bank. I remember he said, went to get his first car and the bank manager said, you're approved. He goes, every Friday, like clockwork, you deposit money in the bank. We are approved. That's when loans were approved at the branch level, yes. if you can believe it. So crazy story. And then like hearing your story, I just feel like me being born here, like I must have won the lottery by accident, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's crazy. I can't imagine you like wanting to go for lunch with kids and trying to fit in in a different culture. It's so tough. Uh, but I mean, there was so much going on in high school and middle school, right? Like, because we grew up in a uh, community where, um, it was full of government housing, so a lot of new immigrants, right? So we felt like we were different than everyone else. Yeah, awesome. Right? But that kind of made you guys have your own pact with each other almost. Exactly. So I, I guess for us, I mean, we, my group of friends, we stayed, um, you know, playing sports. We, we kept ourselves busy, right? But then we also knew a lot of people that, you know, went in a different route sure. and dropped out of school, did some petty theft or crime. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, right now, I don't know where we they are. We all have those friends. <laughs> so yeah. for us, it's like my group of friends and you're you're the average of your best sure. five yeah, people yeah. or people that you know. I mean, my group of friends, um, they're doctors, dentists, you know, they've done wow, a lot so more, cool. right? So for me, I'm very fortunate to surround myself with, you know, very like-minded people, right? And so, did you go through high school? Did you uh, you finish high school? I imagine. Any? Yeah. Co- did you go to the college university route, yeah. or was that not for you? you no, know, we did. I did uh, University of Western Ontario. Okay, you went to Western. Got uh, it. Yeah. So I did my four year Bachelor of Business AACS. Over okay. There. And then actually one one of the years. How did you pay for that loan? Student yeah, loans. Yeah. So OSAP. OSAP. And then yeah. I worked. Good old for OSAP. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually took half a semester off at uh, high school to save up. Yeah, uh, cool. And then I worked throughout uh, university as well. And then um, I took one year to do an exchange program over in England. And that was probably the most life-changing event because I was able to travel on my own and survive on my own uh, without knowing anyone, the culture, people. like just. And, sorry, how long was that for? I one year. That. Wow. So it was my third year of studies. Um, and I went to Lancaster University over in North England. So cool. Um, so that actually changed my life in terms of like just trying to not just fit in, but like understand their culture and understand their people. Because up there, there were not a lot of Asian people. There were probably five in the entire college or university. Right? No way. Oh, yeah. So did everyone think you were no one thought no one would guess that you were uh uh, Vietnamese. They're oh, guessing no. you were Chinese. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, but then I told them I was Canadians. They're like, 
There's Canadians that are Chinese. <laughs> so oh my was, god! Oh if yeah. you need to take a second, are you? Th- no, th- you're okay. okay with the headphones oh, yeah, yeah, there. Okay, okay. okay. Um, oh my gosh! So you're over there, and then all of a sudden over there, your me- Menta felt uh, different as well. It's maybe a lot of this has worked to your advantage in a strange way too, though. But I was able to meet a lot of nice people. Right. End of the day, you just attract yourself or surround yourself with people that accept you right and, totally and you get along with and you can actually build relationships with right so you know it's just meeting good people and surround yourself with good people and you kind of have a gut once you start doing it on a regular basis right? what, what's made you understand that you're you're speaking like uh, about that with a lot of conviction in your voice what's making you feel that surrounding yourself with good people is important well because life is all about relationships and in order to be successful in whatever you do, you have to be surrounded by people that believe in you, that, uh, you know, trust you and, you know, really build upon that. Right. And like, I agree with that a hundred percent. What? Yeah. That, because, you know, I, I, I've worked with so many people. Mm-hmm. I've met with so many people mm-hmm. just from sports and my, my job is right out there. But who do you really gravitate towards? Who do you want to continue that relationship with, right? And that will, you know, make you evolve as well, right? Because, you know, that will make you become who you are, right? So throughout the journey of my life so far, I've been very fortunate to have mentors, to have a lot of friends that actually want to help me succeed. But I also am a very giving person too. So if they are in need or if they need help or financial or whatever it may be, I'm always one of the first ones to be there for them, right? Awesome. So that's what friendship is built upon, right? Um, but that takes time to build. It takes, I, I you know, uh, because we talk about real estate a lot, I always think one of the most powerful things about real estate and saving money and making money is compound interest. Yes. But what a lot of people don't talk about, and to me what you're alluding to, it's the same way I think, is that there is com- there is a compounding of your loyalty with your friends that real and your and your network around you yes. that over the years really works to your advantage, but you don't think about it. Yes. Like if you stay loyal with a bunch of good people over yes. time, yes. and they all really kind of make their lives good, you all support each other. Yes. There's this compounding kind of network effect effect yeah. of the people around you that yes. all kind of works to your magical benefit. So like the compounding doesn't just work with in money making. It really works with, you know, how loyal you are to other good people around you. And if you maintain that loyalty over years, yes, I find there's massive benefits coming your way. And I'm 45 now and I'm starting to see, I haven't been perfect with that by any means, yeah. but with the, the kind of group that have, you know, we have all stayed loyal to each other and support each other. And I just mean close, I don't just mean close friends. I mean, people that have been professional advisors in my life too, lawyers, accountants, mortgage brokers, that kinds of thing. After you stay loyal to people for 10, 15, 20 years, magic just starts to happen in those relationships and really things open up to you. And, you know, um, it might sound a little ridiculous or a little kind of woo woo, but I just believe in that strongly. Well, it's it's the trust factor, right? And you're authentic. So they become your biggest advocate yeah totally whenever you are looking for you know if you're asking them for advice or people to connect with they're the ones that will jump in and say i know this person 
Yeah, and I got your back. It freaks me out when some people will have maybe a five-year relationship with a, uh, a some professional they use. I'll just say like an accountant or something. And then one year, because they disagreed over, um, they thought maybe the accountant was charging them $250 too much that yeah. year. That's it. The relationship's burnt and they're going to go to another accountant to save that money. I'm like, wow. no, the proper thing was to just go and address it and ask yeah. them, hey, why this year is the price for my the services a little bit different? And, you know... Just, just ask the question. Just ask right? the question instead of just getting into this pissed off state, thinking that you're getting ripped off and burning a relationship. You're losing five years of that compounded relationship exactly. building that's going to work to your benefit. But I see it happen so many times yeah. where people will just burn relationships overnight, really over almost nothing, instead of just having the discussion. Well, they don't have this long term view, right? Of yeah. Really building a solid foundation, right? Because you know it's just like family. You're going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have arguments. And sometimes you don't disagree on some topics, but they're still your family. Totally. Like Nick doesn't understand that I'm always right and he's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he will understand that one day. But right now, that's what we argue about. Exactly. But, uh, okay, so you were in England. Um, then you come back after that year. Yeah. And you come back to Hamilton. Uh, yeah. No, no you finished so school. I finished school Sorry, in finished school. Western. And then uh, once I got my degree, I actually uh, applied. So I applied for a job. Uh, in Toronto, and I got the job, full-time job. However, I also applied to be a teacher out in Japan, right? Or a career. I think it was Japan. And so I had this dilemma where I either take the job in Toronto, which allowed me to save a little bit more because, you know, I wouldn't be traveling and spending and paying back my OSAP. Um, so my brother actually sat down with me and said, you know, you should really think about settling down and doing the right thing, which is pay back the, you know, the OSAP, right? So I did take that uh, job in Toronto and I declined the teaching job. And that's where my career started in sales and marketing, really advertising sales. Do you remember when, I remember the day I paid off my last OSAP payment. Yes. I, I think I danced my way out of the bank, <laughs> like with my hands over the air, like oh, with yeah. the victory signs, like, you know, I survived, I paid back that damn OSAP. Yeah. Um, okay, so you took the job. And that's where you learn sales. Did you realize how important learning sales would be at that moment? Because I believe in life, learning sales is one of the most important things. Even if you, I, I think I was brought up a little bit to kind of not trust salespeople and think salespeople were all liars. And, uh, you know, that was accidental, I think, in, in, in our household, the way that happened. But that's what, that was in my mind. Yeah. But then when I understood the power of, under, of being able to sell with integrity, that it, it, it's it's game changing. Did you understand what you were learning at that point? Because that's that's big. That you got you got exposed to that early. Yeah. So what were you selling by that? I didn't. Even, um, I didn't advertising sales. Okay. So it was uh, my first job was called the Red Pages. It was a directory. The Red Pages. Yeah, it's a printed directory of websites going to all homes and businesses in the GTA. I love that. A printed directory of websites. But so this is, then, this is Google before there's Google, but we printed so, it off. Yeah, it was competing directly with Yellow Pages, Got it. but with something completely different, which is websites, right? So the concept was great, and I, I really believed in it. So for me, it was like, I see a lot of value, and I went after a very specific niche, which was real estate agents. Huh, and did you get them? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I w I actually became one of the top sales reps out of like fifty agents or sales reps in the company, and then uh, from there I just 
you know, built relationships from there, right? Like a lot of them wanted me to get into real estate, but I really, my goal after working at Red Pages was to really get into the Yellow Pages. Got it, because the Yellow Pages was the big brother, I guess, where that was the bigger organization. Exactly. Okay, and they, but it wasn't owned by the Yellow Pages, the Red Pages? They eventually bought them. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> but um, The Red Pages, I guess, that didn't, died? Didn't, yeah, it after, didn't do like, too well. After <laughs> when Alta Vista came out. I'm trying to think one of the, some of the early search engines I used, but uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. so it didn't do too well because, um, again, it wasn't Google. It didn't have the users. So um, this is in what, 19, this is 2003. Late? Okay, I was going to say late 90s. Okay, it was the latest 2003 that yeah. was happening. Yeah. Wow. So I, I've only, I was using Google. I feel like I was using Google in about 1999-ish. Maybe that's when it started. I think so, because I remember at Oracle, some guy leaned over my shoulder and said, hey, you got to try this thing out. Go to this thing, google.com, and do some searches. And and the searches, the accuracy was so good. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is yeah. going to change the world. Yeah. But uh I didn't invest in them at that time. We Mis- make <laughs> this big mistake. But anyway, okay, so 2003, and then, yeah, and then what happens? You go over to Yellow Pages? No, so afterwards, I actually got recruited to an affiliate online marketing company. Okay. Um, it was called Azugo Ads at that time. Okay. So it was dealing with Fortune 500 companies, and I was a biz dev manager where I, um, you know, a lot of people wanted to get into the network. And um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with you know, ClickBank or CJ, Commission I, Junction. I used all, I, at some point I've crossed all those paths. Okay. Commission Junction, ClickBank, or ClickBank I think still around, right? Yeah, so yeah. A, a lot of Commission those. Commission Junction gone? Are they gone? Uh, they're or? still around Are they? Well. Okay, yeah. okay. Those so, were like affiliate places. Yeah, no? exactly. Like I could sell a pro. How was it working? Like I could pick a product from what they were offering, sell it on, on my your website. website. As long as you have traffic. As long as I had traffic. You're able to convert it to a sale. Yeah. You get a pr- commission. Yeah, so that would be in around the year 2004, I built out that digital camera website that I used to run. Yes. Um, with search engine optimization. That's when I learned all my search engine optimization. And I was getting through affiliate checks back then. I think I was uh, getting up to about $1,000 a month at the peak, which for me was big money. Like that was game changing money. I think it was started and that lasted for a couple years. I think all in, I added up that little website. I think it made me like 70 or $80,000 over over like an eight year period. Nice. But it didn't stay at a thousand dollars a month. That was like my peak, peak for a little so it bit, go up and, and then it came down, and then I was down to like a few hundred dollars and stuff. But that was game changing for me. Yeah. So learning that whole space, like email marketing, contextual ads, banner, CPA, CPS, it allowed me you to were at understand. The leading edge. Yeah, at that time, right? But I didn't really enjoy it because you dealt with a lot of large companies, and they didn't have that same personal relationship. They wanted things done. They all they care about was bottom line money, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, while working at Red Pages, it was all about de- working with small, medium-sized business owners, and I got to know them. And for me, that made a huge difference in actually wanting to go to work, right? Because you really want to help them grow their business, right? Because you can impact something, right? Versus a large corporate, you know. You know, yeah, it's just like it a black CEO. box. There's exactly. nothing going on. But I didn't know big corporations were using those kinds of services. Oh, the big ones were, were they really doing? the dating sites. Oh, okay. Um, you know, gambling at that Got time. It. Okay, um, but they anything, were on all these sites like and like, all those uh, herbal medicine, like diet oh, pills and all that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. what they wanted to do was use the list as of a channel, a channel. Yeah. And anytime someone buys from it, they're paying the affiliates 50 points, right? Yeah, so got it. But they got a new customer. So they're happy. Exactly. So a co- cost of acquiring a customer is always the most expensive. So what's the lifetime value, right? So you, yeah. you calculate that. So what my job was really to screen 
all the new intake of um, types of businesses that want to get into the network, right? Very um, few people talk about the the lifetime value of a customer. Why do you know that concept? Because in advertising and dealing with local businesses, uh, it's very important. It's the number one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, and then afterwards, I actually uh, started working at Yellow Pages. So yeah. okay, then, got it. Um, it, it, that affiliate world, I didn't last long. It must have been like six months because okay. I didn't enjoy it. I, I was then you went to Yellow Pages selling ads. ad space. Yes. Okay, so you were selling again. Yes. Okay. But Over stuff, the phone, cold calling? Uh, so I didn't do telesales. I actually started in the neighborhood directories. So it was the smaller books. So you know everyone oh, knows yeah, the, the bigger yeah, books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Toronto, there's uh, neighborhoods like the Beaches, High Park, Midtown. And they broke out those books? Exactly. So okay, they I were more localized. That. Okay. Um, so to start at Yellow Pages, you either start in that neighborhood directory um, in sales or you're over the phone doing sales. Got it. And I didn't really enjoy just sitting in the office all day. So I did the neighborhood sales outbound. So I actually met with business owners. And how'd you do at that? I did well. However, in order to, you know, uh, move up to selling the larger directory um, books, I, I had to put in my time. Right. Because at Yellow Pages, there's a lot of co more competition in Toronto anyways. Um, so you're in a big market selling one of the premium products in terms of print media compared to newspaper ads, radio, television. Yeah, everybody used to go to the Yellow Pages. It was Google 20 years oh, ago. Oh, man, it was great. I remember the Yellow Pages. You, you, you're, it was everyone's house had the Yellow Pages. And if you weren't there as a business owner, you're not getting calls or leads because that's the only place people go that to. That was the old internet. Yes. <laughs> it was printed out on yellow pages and it was a big thick book. I remember when it arrived on the doorstep, it was kind of like this household event at our yes. house. Like the new yellow pages yes. is here, yep. you know? And the old one would be all beat up because we were using it so much. Yes. Like I remember looking for pizza places all the time in yep. the yellow pages. The menu I don't know tab, how many of the yeah. pizza places, they must have paid a lot of money to get in there. The full page ads, yeah. Yeah, they would pay. Yeah, I remember if, if someone had a full page ad, I'm like, oh, but this must be a good business. Yes. Look at the size of the ad. Yeah. So it was good because I learned sales there even more than at Red Pages because there was a seven-week program in terms of sales training, right? Um, and it allowed it. Oh, me man. to really understand, like, you know, you're really not selling, right? You're building relationships. You're asking questions, you know, just fact-finding, being empathy, right? Like things that people don't really understand in sales because everyone knows the product. However, there's so much more to it. Did you ever sell a monster page, like a full oh, page, yeah. yellow page, a full page? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, it's great. That, that to me. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Like, because you're in sales and commission checks are always nice. But to make sure that they get good results, it's kind of out of your control. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, now I learned a lot about marketing, as you know a lot about marketing. I think I can make those ads really work for me differently than what I saw just by like business name and phone number. Yes. You know, I would be all putting out my offer or my little thing to get yeah, that. Call to, to call. action. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Call to action. Totally. Um, but uh, is Yellow Pages still around? Oh, yeah. I Are mean, they? Do they deliver them door to door still? Yes. The directory oh. is a lot thinner okay. than it used to. Maybe okay. like one third okay. the size. Yeah, I guess I get it at the door. I don't even, that's how much time has changed. I don't even oh, realize yeah. if Technology they do. has changed. Just killed it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're at Yellow Pages for a while. And then, then how long are you at Yellow Pages? Uh, so I was there about five years. Okay. Um, so and then what's the, after Yellow Pages? So I left. Well, and then I, I actually started a company shortly after. And this is the company you're running now? Yes. Okay. 
So okay, I've so been, uh, I started this company about five years ago in okay. 2013. And the proper name is Local C SEO Search Inc., yes, correct? Yes, that's correct. So that, this is five years ago you started? Yes. Yeah, also, okay, so now what have you done with this company? So well, first of all, why did you quit? Um, well, I knew there was something going on, right? Like in terms of okay, the so feedback on the wall. Yeah, the feedback that I've been getting. So I've dealt with thousands of local business owners throughout the years. That because my book of business, I had a revenue base I had to service and client base I had to service. Right? Um, every client that I went to see, they told me like no one uses the book. They don't even go to yp.ca. Everyone's using Google. Right. And so I was selling their ad campaign at Yellow Pages. However, even when I was selling that, a lot of people weren't renewing. Right. So either they're not doing a good job or the results weren't good. Right. So I had to figure out, like, what were people really clicking on when they're searching on Google? And the optimization part was so important because that's how I search. And, you know, at that time, it was a, a seven businesses in the Google Maps, right? And there were ads on the right, ads on the top. There were 10 organic listings, right? So for me, I was like, that map and below was prime real estate. How do you get there? So it was a lot of self-taught for me. I, I'm I'm so old now that I I remember when you could actually get on page one of Google for pretty pretty competitive stuff pretty easily. I'm not saying you can't now, and I'll ask you about that. But I remember like, oh my gosh, I just did a couple things here, and look, I'm on page one, you yeah. know. And now it's a yeah, it's a you need a lot more expertise to make that kind of stuff happen. So yeah. you start local SEO search by yourself. Yeah, so it was myself for a couple of years. You start recruiting uh, staff. customers. Yeah, okay, so customers for, and a staff. Yeah, so for me, I needed to make sure that I had a real business, right? So leaving a decent job at Yellow Pages, um, I moved from Kitchener to Richmond Hill and I got married. Okay, uh, cool. cool. I was just going to ask. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that's, you know, the exact same time as when I kind of started the business. So I pretty much had a reason why I needed to succeed because I gave up everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now I, I really had to pay you know, make it happen where I had to pay a mortgage, survive, and then have a wife as well, right? So um, my reason of why was very strong. Do you have strong. kids? I, I forget. I have one. Child. Yeah, awesome. Yes. Um, so for me, you know, the reason I started, and the good thing is I had a huge network of potential prospects because I I kept good relationships with my existing clients, right, at Yellow Pages. So I approached them, let them know what I was planning on doing. I pretty much sold everything. Like, all, uh, my first batch of clients was through them. Existing relationships. Existing yeah, yeah. relationships. They wanted what you were offering anyway. There was a no-brainer. Exactly. You saw an opportunity. But I didn't know how to get them there yeah, <laughs> at yeah, that time, it. right? Yeah, yeah. So I had to make sure it's that... It's different when you're selling yourself. Sometimes it's easier to sell someone else's stuff when you're selling yourself. <laughs> exactly. Changes, right? Yeah, but... It's different because it's all relationships, right? It's easier to sell a brand that's been known and sure. established. Yellow pages, of course. But me starting my own brand, yeah. it was a little bit more challenging, yeah. right? Um, so my name was on the wall. And I pretty much said, trust me, because yeah. I had no proof. I had mm -hmm. no that's the best thing you could have done. <laughs> Putting your own accountability, your own name on your own accountability yes. on the wall for everybody to see and, and telling people, hey, look, you're gonna, I am going to deliver is like the best thing you can do in business. Yeah. So at the beginning, I had no idea if I would be able to, but I was able to. And that's how I kind of grew the company. Right. So um, now I have a full team of 
backend support, backend, uh, you know, SEO managers, citation builders, link builders, web developers, technical writers, content writers, you name it, sales support. So just starting from scratch and learning every single segment in terms of building a company, organization. And you've survived five years so far. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, um, good and for you. I'm having that's a lot a, that's more That's a hard fun. five years. Yeah, that starting. First, that first two years, three years, even five years, oh, it's yeah. tough. So entrepreneurship is not for everyone, right? No. And and I was working 16, 18 hour days, right? Seven days I a week. I believe it, I believe and it. And for me, it was like learning, trying to doing, testing, getting staff, trying so many how different are, things. So right? how were you self-taught? You just bought, I remember subscribing to like, this is back, you know, in the early 2000s, I was subscribing to like SEO newsletters and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Is that how you were just self-taught? Just like Googling up articles and watching yeah. videos and- Exactly. So, you know, at that time, there were a lot of blogs out there. Um, you know, Moz yeah, that was, was still starting. a blog era, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot, and plus YouTube was very uh, important there. Yeah, 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 got it. So just a lot of reading and learning from Google and learning from best practices, right? And just doing things right from the onset. So what can, because a search engine optimal, I mean, we still run a highly optimized search engine optimal, well, we think it is. Maybe you would laugh at it, but for us, it's a highly optimized search engine <laughs> optimized website um, that serves us really well and it has for many years, I guess over 10 years now. Yeah. Um, is that what you do? Like, what do you do for people? You, you like, I guess for someone listening to this who has no concept of what search engine optimization is, what's the current state of, what is it in 2018? Like, what does that even mean in 2018? So first off, Google is the ultimate medium for business owners to be on and utilize because you got to leverage what's out there compared to any traditional media, right? Search engines, if you're able to capitalize on being ranked organically, it's pretty much like Yellow Pages 20 years ago, where you're the first page. And you think that's still true today, even in the world of all this social media where people are over on Facebook and- So it depends on your industry, right? So if you're a product-based industry, then influence marketing and social media may drive better returns, right? And even Amazon, right? Depending on, but you're giving up margin, right? So. But if you're a service-based, and 80% are localized service-based industries here in Canada, in the world anyways, right? So I deal with a lot of professional services where there's the local plumber, local dentist, local lawyer, local chiropractor, physiotherapist. These people need to rely on search or, or be a part of it in order to generate new leads. Because if you're not, someone else is, right? Social media plays a different role because it's really internal um, referral kind of marketing, right? Like Facebook ads, you can boost it, you can you know, pick your demographics, et cetera. But again, you're pushing ads. Pushing versus pulling ads, people in control. People love to be in control, whatever they're doing, right? Search engines allow for that. While there's radio ads, TV ads, whatever it may be, podcasts, everything is pushing ads at people. And people are so congested with ads and sick of it, right? So when you're in control, you probably are doing a lot more in terms of navigation, uh, like search, right? So you're typing in specific keywords, you're doing, uh, checking out the reviews, checking out their social pages, checking out their services. You know, th that's what people want to be in, you know, in control, right? So what we do is we optimize websites so that Google can pick it up and build, and ultimately build trust and authority, right? So when when you are on that first page of Google, Google believes you are the best fit for that search query, 
right? And there's over 200 factors and signals what Google's looking for, right? To get you ranked. So if you're looking at this today as a business owner and you're a dentist and there's thousands of dentists in Toronto, how in the world are you gonna rank for say Toronto dentists? You shouldn't be going after that. Yeah, why that would term. you even want to anyway, right? <laughs> because yeah. usually you should- Too broad. Exactly, so you're, you should really geo-target to your neighborhood, right? Or even intersection, Young and Eglinton dentists, right? Um, but you only service your area within two to four kilometers anyway. So depending on what kind of business, but if you're a plumber and you service different parts of the city, like I, I service Etobicoke, North York, Scarborough, also downtown Toronto, there's ways to rank locally with landing pages, but ultimately Google will only pull your site based on relevance, right? So, um, and, and location. So you're tracking what Google's constantly thinking is a relevant item exactly. and they have their algorithm to figuring it out. And then you guys are making sure that this local business is ticking all those boxes. Exactly. I find people have such short term, um, People don't look long term enough in business, I find. Yes. So they will resort to ads yes. like a Facebook ad or a Google ad um, because it, they think it's immediate. I need the phone to ring today. So um, you know what, John, you're going to do the search engine optimization stuff with me. It might take a couple months or whatever to see anything. I just need the phone to ring today. What most people miss is if they build the proper foundation of their local business using good search engine optimization, it's like just having this solid base for your business that keeps producing for you over and over again. That's the way I look at it. So, so I, you can mix both. Yes. Like if you really want the phone to ring, okay, run some ads, see if you can get the phone to ring. But at the same time, we believe in business. This is one of the strategies like this is this secret competitive killer yeah. <laughs> that you can kind of build out that no one really sees that's going on that is super pow powerful for you. So I, it, I, I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah. So how do, I, you, how do you combat it? So I hear this all the time from customers who want immediate results. And I, I'm very upfront with them. And I tell them like, think about advertising on Google, just like renting and owning real estate, building equity or renting. Good right? way to do it. Yeah. So, if you're really for the short term, you're gonna be renting your entire life. But if you're able to save, and it's gonna take you a couple of years to save for a down payment, but if you own that real estate, right, what is that worth to you? It's gonna continue appreciating. So, you know, that's what SEO can do for you, right? Trying because to own your place in the Google world. What What are some of the, like, what are some, I'm not asking you to give away all your secrets, of course, but like, what do you, what are some, what are some of the things businesses should know today? Like, do they have to be putting out uh, their own content on their website? Like, is there a certain amount of pages? Like, is there some kind of just high level guidance that you can share with people? Or is it just so case by case? Yeah, so it all depends on where you're at and where you want to be. If you're in a hyper competitive market, you have to kickstart it and try to- Okay, so you have to do a lot more. A lot more, right? Especially if someone has authority and they've been doing it for five, 10 years. How do you compete with them, Yeah, yeah. right? So when I started- Because Google does assign a lot of authority to people who've been around for yeah, a, so a while. Yeah, so domain authority is yeah. very important and age of the domain is important. However, when I started five years ago, and my site's only five years old, I'm competing with some SEO so companies. So your own your own site now. Yeah, local okay. SEO yeah, search. Yeah. I'm competing with sites that have been around for 10, 15 years. Um, so I get it. They put in their time and they've been doing SEO for a lot longer. So their authority is a little bit more. But I'm trying to combat that by doing good work, right? Just spreading the word out there. So first you, you should be setting up your Google page, Facebook, Twitter, 
you know, YouTube channels, um, setting it up so that, you know, all the title tags on page is done well. Speed of your website is very important today. Start building links, creating kick-ass content, which is valuable information that is not keyword stuff, right? So genuine information that you want to help people. Right. And people get scared. Do you have any tips? Because people get scared. When you said kick ass content right away there, I know someone's like, oh my God, I'm already so busy with everything else I got going on. Like, oh, so you, you got to put in the time, right? So, or you work with a company that can provide that content. Um, the, the challenge, obviously, is putting time into your own brand and business, mm -hmm. right? But you I know? think putting in that time to create the content is um, the long game. Yes. You're playing the long game and yes. it's going to help you win. And I think what most people misunderstand, I've used this kind of explanation many times now, but most people don't, they believe, well, I might not be the authority in my subject matter. So I'm scared to create content because my content won't be kick-ass. Yeah. But I always tell people, listen, if you're like an eight out of 10 or a seven out of 10 or a six out of 10 on your subject matter, everyone who's like a Below one out of you. 10 or a two out of 10 needs your help. Yes. So your, your content is kick-ass to them. Exactly. So get on with it. And once you start doing it, it becomes a habit. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the challenge for a lot of business owners is they're already set of not doing it. Their mindset is, I'm going to hire someone or I don't want to even think about doing it. So they've already, you know, they're already checked out. Yeah, they're dismissing it. They don't realize it's one of the most important business building blocks they can do for themselves. Exactly. So, and if you don't want to do it yourself, hire someone. Yeah, got right? it. Okay. So, but content is killer. And not just blog content, but image content, so infographs, and even video content, right? Embedding a YouTube channel. Because different businesses will have different content that works for them as well. That's correct. And different customers like content in different ways. I know from our own business, some people just love to read. Yes. Other people don't want to read a single page, but they will like the videos. Yeah. Other people want just shorter stuff, kind of like on an Instagram and stuff. Like everyone digests information differently. So the medium is different for depending on the user. Right. And depending on the age group as well and their lifestyle. Right. So a lot of people listen to podcasts at the gym or in the car. Right. And there's a lot of people who rather prefer watching video uh, over reading because TV is still the ultimate in terms of getting exposure. Out Absolutely. There, yeah. um, because people are engaged while yeah. watching that team and they're captivated by images, talking people like videos are still very important right so continue producing youtube videos and and you don't even have to make it very professional just make it as homey as possible yeah right? if anyone listening to this wants to laugh you just look at some of the rock star videos that we put out and people are some people are embarrassed for us by the way you know they're like i can't believe you're just holding your phone out there and taking that video and we're like yeah we're just getting it done you know yeah just do it right because you don't know how people are ingesting this content right and you may impact people but keep giving that's the big thing, right? People, people who are successful have been giving for a very long time. They don't expect anything in return. You keep bringing up these really cool principles in life and business that I agree with. Where are you getting all this stuff from? Just years of talking yeah. to business owners. Yeah. Right? yeah, cool. <laughs> but the more you give, the more you're going to get in return, but it might not be immediate, right? And it might happen five, 10 years down the road, but all of a sudden you'll be like, wow. Mm -hmm. karma or something is happening right we mix the two strategies so to be fair for when we were growing rockstar we were doing the long game with search engine optimization and building that out and we were buying ads yeah so we were mixing it it's just that wasn't a very expensive route for us to go yeah like we went into debt yeah. doing that right and we just had a belief in our own sales skills that's why i think it's really valuable that you learned sales yeah. early on and our own processes so not just sales like 
hey, well, you want to buy an investment property? More that we were giving value. Yes. And that we we had this kind of value process yes. that we could put people through and hopefully they would like us by offering all this value yes. that they would eventually buy a property. But it was a, you know, admittedly, it was a bit of a gamble because we were doing both strategies and it's expensive to buy Google. It was expensive to buy Google AdWords back then. And it's then, even more expensive to buy course. it now. So uh, this is one way to build a, 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 an audience for yourself with your own kind of sweat equity. Yeah, and even when I started, I think the big thing was you gotta know what your competitors are doing. What's your unique selling proposition, right? Figure that out and then position yourself so that whenever you get a client, you gotta retain that client because it's a lot easier to retain that client than to get a new client. So do whatever it takes to keep them top of mind. And so you're gonna start getting referrals, get reviews, case studies, white papers, whatever it may be. So, you know, just, Cultivate and make sure you keep your existing. How are clients. you ranking on with your business against the competitor? Because if you only came in five years ago, how are you doing? I, I mean, I think we're doing okay <laughs> because I, I people are gonna shop around, right? And they're gonna get a couple quotes and they're gonna see what's a, who's a good fit for them. And I tell people to go shop around, ask the right questions, and figure out who you ultimately want to work with and build a relationship with. Right. So for us, we know who our major competitors are and we are competitive. Right. What, what do some people miss when they're looking for? I don't want to turn this into commercial for your services, but what do people miss sometimes when like they're trying to look at search engine optimization and getting some help? Well, like what are some of the obvious things that people should be asking? Well, who do you really want to work with? Like, are they really in it for you, your business, or are they just in it for the couple dollars like commission right or if you're dealing directly with a sales rep what's their purpose what's their goals right and what have they done for some of your competitors right like ultimately you okay, want so like anything like anything ask for some case studies or case testimonials study, exactly. or some references referrals of some sort exactly and then you know see how they rank right so you're probably you know typing in top or best in canada or in, in toronto or whatever it may be Take a look, see how they rank, see, check out their and website. How long does it take? So, can you give some case study that maybe you worked on recently? Like, how long does it take for a business to get results? So, again, we would have know, to do an analysis know, I know, of the I, site. It's such a loaded question. And then we have to check out the keywords. But give an example maybe of one or something just to paint well, the picture. Well, I've seen clients rank even after a month. Right, like onto the so first they page. They weren't ranked before. They were brand new website. I yeah, mean, okay. we've been able to really kickstart a lot of our if clients. Within a month, they're ranking on the first page on Google. Was it for a very specific keyword, perhaps? Is yeah. that why? Yeah. Okay. So very maybe long tail keyword or not hyper competitive, right? However, if you're looking for a dentist or a personal injury lawyer here in GTA, right, it's going to be more of a long term play, and you got to put in your time and money, right? So, for us, we always are very honest and transparent with them. And I tell them, if you're going to go for the short term and you're looking for immediate results, you probably need PPC, right? AdWords. Yeah, yeah. But SEO is a long-term game. And if you go with us, we reassure you that we're going to build authority and do things that the right way. I remember doing things the ranking. wrong way when I was first learning about this stuff. And I put all these keywords on one website Keyword I was stuffing. building. Yeah. And I put them all as white font. Of course. So, they so it's in the background. It's yes. in the background. But if you highlighted the page, you could see all the words. Yes. And and actually, I think that was Alta Vista days. Like, I can't remember even what era of search engine optimization that was. Yes. But uh, those were fun times when, some, when you read a little report and it's like, put all these keywords on your page. And yeah, you stuffed the page with all your keywords. Yeah. And actually, there was a brief moment in time that's worked. But something to 
to your point about thinking long term. Well, it's the algorithm, right? So focus on quality over fast ways to trick the system. Yeah, because those the system tricks never work for long. Yeah. So those people that are short minded, again, if you're in it for the long game, right? And the what type of clients that we deal with are professional business owners that want to stay there for 20 years, right? So if you're looking at growing your business and establishment, you want a constant lead gen source, right? So how, so in one of the competitive areas, like how long, like a dentist in an area, because yes. that's got to be super competitive. Yeah. A dentist to get any kind of results, is it like six months of putting out content and working with a company like yourself to like really start being able to rank it all? Yeah, so even content won't just do it No, I know, you, right? I know, so, no, I know, I uh, know. Link building is very important. So we're a so full link service. building. Describe link, link building for people who so don't understand link that. link building is very important. It's really the on on page digital aspect of trying to get another website to link back to you with a do follow link. So Google gives you and this is what the do you only, mean a do follow link. So there's two different types. There's a no follow and do follow link. Do follow allows you to pass the juice from that other site onto your site and that will build authority. The no follow such as some of the big sites like Yellow Pages, Yelp or some of the big directories, they do no follow links because they don't want to pass that juice over to you. Got it. Okay. Right? So, so there's a way to structure the link in the code. I didn't even realize exactly. this at this point. That that's a no-follow link. Yeah. So, but you want a variety of it. So SEOs, we can detect everything by analyzing everything that you've done in your archives and your history, right? Um, but really just do best practice. So if you're doing good work and you're out there trying to connect with you know, newspapers or, you know, other bloggers and different sites out there and you have friends that have websites, start writing for them, giving value, and hopefully you get a link back, right? And that's how Google indexes your site. And is Google still ranking the link back based on the value of the website linking to you? So if it's like a high authority website, yes. that means more to Google, I exactly. guess. That's so, still out there. So for instance, if you're in Forbes Inc. or Huffington Post and you have a link back to your site, that's a DA of over 92, right? And 100 is Google. And your site may be 30 or 40, right? So anything that increases that has a very high authority will really help you. Right. Got it. Are those are directories still around or are those all dead? Yeah, directories I remember for are while, very important as well. Are for localized. Yes. Okay, because I remember for a while um, we were big on getting ourselves listed on, I think it was a whole bunch of, I used to have a list. Yes. But even the big one, like the Yahoo directory, but there was like, with DMOS or yep. did, is that still around? Yeah, or? so there's actually a lot of sites. Uh, we use Bright Local to find out which sites in your niche, in your country, um, that is a directory site. So people site still that, use directories? No, the, the purpose of it's putting just your- just for the ranking. Yeah, so the purpose is you're not gonna get business from these secondary sites. Yeah, because I can't remember the last <laughs> time I went to a directory and clicked down like, yes, so I would like to buy a pet, yeah. and then I'll go to pet stores, and then I'll go to dogs or something. I, you know? Unless you're a Homestars or Yelp or Yellow Pages that might have a lot of people who go directly to them, right? The reason you want to be in all these citations and directories are for you to be uh, to get links for Google ranking, right on the map. Got it. So it's all localized, right? So again, organic map is very important and strategies around that, right? Um, what we have here at Local SEO Search is a full team dedicated just for SEO, and we don't do touch AdWords, we don't touch PR, influence marketing, uh, you know, social media. Um, we do certain things just for the purpose of ranking your site organically. 
Got it. And and uh, I guess someone doesn't have to hire your services. Like I figured all this stuff out too. Yes. So you can, if you have the time. Exactly. I just remember burning the candle at all uh, every end, trying to figure all this stuff out. But it is possible. Like if someone really didn't want to sit down and study the thing, just like you. Yeah. You can kind of figure this stuff you out. You can. You have to be pretty technical, and it will take you hours and hours and months, and you yeah. know, because it is becoming more and more technical. It is, and we constantly here at Rockstar, we we'll, we constantly get solicited by different companies who uh, who want. Um, certain links on some of our websites yes. back to them yes. for all the reasons you're talking yes. about. So again, guest posts, guest blogs, linking back to you. They want to put an article on your site, yep. hopefully getting a link back to them, right? So that's called link outreach, right? And guest blog outreach. Uh, I mean, there's different strategies to get links, right? Got to it. your site. So where so, do you think the future of all this stuff's going? So what, you know, you, you were in red pages, then yellow pages. Now you have your own company doing this kind of stuff. Google's constantly changing. I think Trump is threatening them right <laughs> now. The latest tweet I saw was him threatening Google with antitrust yeah. stuff. But uh, what, what's the net, what does the next five, 10 years look like? So is, is search still going to be around? I, what I, about, vo what about voice search? Do you have any thoughts around that kind of stuff? Yeah. So voice um the so you have to look at what's the purpose of voice today right people tend to ask you know some of the google homes and amazon echoes um you know the news the weather the set you know, a timer for me set a timer <laughs> music playlist right um, but is it really searchable at this time usually it the you know, if you're looking for something like a restaurant, right? Will you use that medium for that purpose? Because you can't read the reviews. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where I'm like, uh, you know, Alexa, order me some uh, chocolate chip cookies. You know, like I, w I want to see the chocolate chip cookies. Exactly. And I want to so read the images, reviews, like you're saying. So like there's not, so many more touch but, points, But I don't right? know. I've, I've discounted a lot of stuff over the years. Like maybe we do all get to that point. Or maybe with certain things we do. Like maybe with my Amazon account, I have so certain default products that I order. And I will be comfortable ordering those through voice. Yes. Like maybe there is going to be a section where voice is really valuable. But when I'm looking for a new dentist, yes. I really don't think I'm going to say, so, Alexa, call a dentist and book me an appointment that's uh, within a kilometer away. I'm going to want to look at the reviews exactly. and check them out. And how do they but know? But maybe I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. So how do you know if they're ranking? So the voice, say you want the best restaurant. How do you know if it's just ads? Yeah, agreed. Right? You want to be in control. This is yeah, the reason I want to why, look at the reviews. you know, poll versus push advertising, right? You're in control, the user. So you want to do the, your own research. That's the, that's the importance of search. Okay, so search might still be valuable when I go to something like, uh, you know, Alexa or Google Home and say, uh, give me the five best Italian restaurants within 10 kilometers. Yes. Because then it's searching, pulling them up. I can get the names and I might do a bit more research. Yes. I might be using it through voice, but it's all the same principles are applying here. You still need to be able to rank well exactly. for Google to produce that exactly. result. So it's a snippet, usually at the top, and it's from a BlogTO article, which has a very high authority so that they published the top 10 it was the most latest and at the end of the the snippet they would actually say the resource source right so the ultimately you want to optimize for that reason so that you can actually be prepared to be ranked for voice right but the future is just do good work because expertise authority 
like people will trust you in the end. I mean, that's so important. So today. the fundamentals, yeah, they they just never change. Yeah. Any uh, okay. So other than voice, any other interesting things that you see coming down? Like mobile, obviously, you know, we're all on mobile and stuff. Desktop. Well, oh, I I want to ask you something. Sure. What's the difference between mo searching on mobile versus desktop these days? So it's, percentages. So mobile is definitely more. I think it's like sixty forty or seventy thirty. Right? Got it. Okay. Um, I'm here surprised. In Canada, I'm surprised it's not ninety ten. Not yet, um, but it's all depending on the type of information you're searching, right? So if you're on mobile, you're probably looking for a restaurant, you're looking for things on the go right now, right? But if it's a more expensive purchase, such as a home rental or you know some larger purchase, you'll Makes probably sense. check you're out your desktop. desktop and wow. you'll have time to go through. I say desktop, maybe I mean laptop. Laptop, yeah. desktop, right? Or even tablet, right? Like, sure. it's whatever it is, you're at home, you're not on the go on the smartphone, right? So it all depends on the purpose, right? Yeah, but, got it, makes sense. Uh, anything but, anything other interesting things you're seeing? Mobile, voice? Well, I, I think even at Rockstar, you guys are doing everything in terms of producing content, right? Like video, podcasts, blogs, and then you also have your newsletters, like email is very important, right? So you're touching upon all the major touch points to cultivate and retain your existing clients, right? And that's so important. A lot of local business owners aren't even doing one of them or any of them, right? Got it. So you're still seeing value and putting other all the different media. Mediums, because you never know how people are, you know, absorbing this content, right? Because people might be very familiar with video and they don't touch written content, hmm. right? But you need written for Google purposes. Still, yeah, right? totally. Some of our best, we measure all this stuff through our CRM. Analyst, Some of yeah. our best um, uh, rock star members and investor clients will come through the written word. Like they will have re read a blog post or they will have read one of our books. Like we find some of our websites where we have a lot of articles on them when because we can tell where our leads are coming from. They end up turning into really good clients for us, which is interesting. I'm not, not that the others are not. It's just interesting that a real high ratio come from people who are reading material. So I think that's someone who's just taking it seriously and they're ready. And, and it all depends on your demographics, right? So people that are established, someone that already has some funds that wants to invest, they're gonna take their time and touch on everything you have on your site, which is watching the videos to see, make sure that you're the real deal, right? So as long as you're producing valuable content and you're staying on top of the industry trends and you're a thought leader or influencer, people will follow you, right? And that's ultimately what you wanna become, right? A thought leader in your industry. And that's what I want to become here in Canada, right? Before I, I go after the U.S. So. Yeah. Oh, with the big smile on your face too. Yeah. So uh, that's good. I think, uh, so if someone's listening to this, John, I just wanted them to understand one of the easiest things they could do is what you said really early on is like, have your website set up properly, but also have your Google page set up, like your Google profile. I don't even know what it's called these Google days. They my got rid business. of Google Plus. Okay, it's yeah. Google My Business. Yeah. Google My bi uh, Business is all set up um, properly. Have a Facebook page, like have it all set up properly on yeah. the main platform so that you look like you have a presence online. Even exactly. if you're not doing much, that's like the bare minimum, I yes. think, that you, you should be doing. Yeah, it's and then setting it up on Google Search Console and then making sure schema is set up. for what, Okay, so what is Google Search Console and what's the schema? So Google Analytics tracks the click-throughs, like how many people click. So that's the reporting. Yeah. Exactly. But Google Search Console is the back-end admin of your website. It's like the webmaster. It becomes a little bit and more And so what, what do you do on there? So you set it up so that the URLs are linked there. And then from there, you can actually see 
the reporting of which pages are indexed and which errors are you know, being detected, it becomes much more. So you technical. can optimize your site, and it is more technical. Yes. Um, we now t- we used to handle all that stuff. Now we have people like your someone like yourself yes. who does that stuff for us. Um, but that anyone can set that up for their website, right? Yes, that's correct. So you can go to the Google. What's the word for it now? Get Google Web Console. Yeah, it's Google Search Console. Search Console. Sorry, and you can kind of set it up for your website. That's correct. Okay, and the schema. Yeah, schema is just making sure that whatever appears on your Google My Business is connected to your website, right? So it's NAP, which is your name, address, phone number, um, making sure that's consistent through all the different platforms. Oh, got it, because Google's... Uh, it's consistency, yeah, yeah, right? got it, got it. So it's so important. I mean, us as, you know, here at Local SEO Search, we focus on helping business owners that are busy, too busy to really try to understand it themselves. And even when people try to do it, they mess things up, right? So at the onset, we're like, if you're really, really serious, you might as well take it seriously and look for someone that yeah. will help you doing it. It, right it shocks me time, when right? people don't think this is a serious part of their business. I'm like, your business isn't just what you're doing. You actually need the phone to ring, you know, or the emails to come in or however we're going to talk about it. But you need like customers. Leads, like yeah. this has to be a priority for you. Yeah. Um, before we, uh, that this is, has gone a lot faster than I thought. So uh, before we kind of start to wrap up, anything else that you will hand out your, your URL in a second, but just in general that people should be thinking about in this stuff? I mean, if you have a local business today, um, you have to, and it all depends on what industry you are, which market you are in, but test whatever form of advertising you're going to do and try it, right? Every business owner wants to get the best return on investment and spend as little as possible. However, as a business owner myself now, I've done trade shows, I've done print advertising, I've done AdWords, and I really ultimately believe SEO is by far the best return after spending tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising, right? And, you know, and you're a business owner. So I tell people, go try it and learn from yourself, like, and test it, right? And track, make sure you're tracking everything you do. Right. You're uh, you're such a I, and we agree. We've learned we used to think the more leads we could get for the least amount of money, that must be the best. We've learned that uh, cheap leads just quality. end up. Yeah, the quality is obvious. We miss that obvious component that like if you can spend a lot to get quality people, that's better. Yes. Um, so. John, you're like an inspiring story to me. I mean, you came here, you know, born in Canada. Your family's from Vietnam. You, you know, you made it through kind of growing up in a country that uh, your parents weren't familiar with. You go to school. You go to England for a bit. Uh, you work. You learn some sales stuff. You quit uh, with a young family and uh, start your own business. And now you're five years in. So, you know, that I just want you to know there's other people around you. We, you know, we've just more recently met. Yeah. But your story is pretty, uh, pretty cool and inspirational. So well, one last thing I did want to mention, because now I'm actually at a point where I'm giving back. Right. And one of the things that I'm very happy about is um, I started this backpack back to school campaign. And it started last year where I uh, was able to fill backpacks um, to 80 students or kids new to Canada and new immigrants, right, to two schools. This past year, actually, I just delivered it earlier this week, um, and I increased it to over 200 kids. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to impact five schools in underprivileged uh, new immigrant can- Canadians. So next year, I'm actually planning on uh, trying to increase it to over 500 kids, 
right? So that is where I feel like I'm trying to make a more of an impact um, locally. And it really helps me, uh, you know, because I wasn't new to Canada immigrant myself, right? So I understand like being in school is so important and getting a solid foundation in terms of equipping these students with things that you don't even think about. But what we found out from the teachers were personal hygiene products, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, toothpaste. These things kids don't even have if they're new to Canada, right? And they don't know because it's a new culture. So equipping them with that, and then, of course, the Dudley Logs, calculators, stuff that also you need as a student. But that is what I'm all about now. John, that's super cool, man. Can you imagine you got one of those when you were going to school? Oh, I would super be the cool. coolest kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Uh, good for you. That is, that is so cool. That's why Canada is the best country in the world, it's so man. so good. Um, really, that is like, you're giving me goosebumps hearing you share that story. So uh, thank you for doing that, really. I mean, you're making Canada a better place for all of us. Like, I know that might some people might think, oh, my gosh, these guys are getting cheesy. Now, I, I mean it sincerely. Yeah, so, thanks. yeah, that's super cool. So, yeah, I'm looking at, and this is the other thing about me, like, all the events that I'm holding now, um, all that funds that I generate, it's going directly to the kids, right? Like, because I see that being much more valuable because, really, I have everything I need already. I don't need more material products, right? But the kids do. Right. And it is our future. Very right? cool. So you've created a purpose for yourself and a good one. Yeah. For um, sure. Okay. So how do people find you? What's the best way is uh, should they Google you? Yeah. I <laughs> mean, you can definitely Google us. Um, check out the reviews, you know, do your due diligence if you're interested or give us a call. Right. Like, and the, your, your URL is local SEO search.ca. That's local SEO search.ca. Yes. Or you can call us um, and, you know, myself or the VP of sales will pick up and we'll help you out. Right. VP and of sales. Look at you. <laughs> You're growing. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. just And have fun. Right. Like ultimately, as a business owner, you got to enjoy what you do. Like, I don't feel like I'm working when I go to work because I enjoy everything I do now. Yeah. Right? Cool. So that's where you want to be as a business owner. Cool. John, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate not it. I'm problem. not sure you thank knew you, what to expect to no. do this, but I really appreciate you coming in, man. No, no cool. problem. Thank no. you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Tom Kradza. So hopefully you enjoyed that talk with John. A great guy like we shared at the beginning. Um, if you listen to this and you want to get access to some of uh, the Rockstar Inner Circle member benefits, you can check us all out at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. And you can see everything you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. That's it for today. Until next time, your life, your terms. Yeah.